Welcome to LOL You're Gay, the gay comedy podcast with Adam Maya and Lisa Buchanan. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm in the warm building. Yes, it's... as opposed to the cold outside yeah. of the building. Yeah, I haven't turned my heat on at home yet. I haven't it's, either. It's, I, I'm really holding out. I usually can hold out for a long time. Which is nice. I'm in a building. I only have one outside wall. Right. I'm well insulated, and I have a, a, a the building's natural gas, and I have a little fireplace, mm. and I can usually get by just turning that on, without That's having nice. to heat my entire place. Yeah, I'm it's in a great. very old, leaky house, but I bought this thing. It's a heated mattress pad. Oh, those are glorious. I didn't know they existed. And I was talking to someone, and they're like, Adam, he did mattress pads. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is that? And I'm very scared of fire. Um, you know, I'll even knock on a little wood right now. Um, because that just, electrical currents going through a blanket, to me, is seems dangerous. Yeah. But I got into bed the first night after having it on for about 20 minutes before I got in. And I almost cried. I was so happy <laughs> <laughs> that I was warm in my home. Uh, I know there's an easy solution, which would just be turning the heat on, but I feel like I'm burning money when I do it. You are essentially burning money. Yeah. Yeah, and killing the environment. Not that plugging in a blanket is carbon neutral, but (laughs) it's less so than, it's less damaging than heating an entire flat. Yeah. I like to tell, I'll keep, I'll tell myself that. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, yeah. And it. I wonder too, is it safer than your other option would be a, a hot water bottle? Yeah. In bed, which is uh was something my grandmother was very fond of. But I'm also nervous of those because when I was in the fifth grade, a classmate of mine was horribly burned when a hot water bottle leaked or perhaps more than leaked, but yeah. expelled all of its <laughs> hot boiling hot contents right. onto her body. Um, and she was off school for several weeks. Oh she like God. her upper leg and rear end, I think, were Jesus. burned by a hot water bottle. So I mean, there's what are your options? <laughs> I I guess I have no. We're all gonna die somehow. <laughs> I used to I used to use a hot water bottle, um, when I was probably like twenty three, twenty two, twenty three, because I lived in an apartment that was like way leakier and way colder than mm-hmm. I am now and the radiators barely worked and basically didn't have heat all winter and I would sleep underneath all of my clothes I, would, <laughs> I didn't use my dresser because I would just pile all my clothes on my bed <laughs> and get under them all and I would wear this like big red one piece Stanfield's what, like <laughs> undergarment thing that like if usually a fisherman would wear um, but I would wear it and then I had a hot water bottle that I'd usually yeah. put by my feet, but I never put boiling water. That always sketch like, bo- hot, super hot water in plastic really sketches me out. Oh so yeah, I, just, I don't trust it. Yeah, so I would just use hot water from the tap. Nerve wracking as well. And it was fine. Yeah, but that period of my life is over. I need to. I need to move on. I need to. I feel like that image though is what I mean. Save for the igloo, that is what people right. think about Canadian winter if they yeah. don't actually know what we do in the winter. Yeah. They imagine the red long johns. Yeah, and laundry forts. 
And forts. Yeah. And hot water bottles and radiators that serve no function. Yeah. 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 But it was a really cute apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I I really wanted it really bad. And I I didn't have the mind that I have now about apartments. Right. Uh, I had roommates and, uh, but it was really cute. Yeah. this hallway. And even the coldest apartment can be cute in the summer. Exactly. And that's when we saw it. Mm. We were walking by. It was for rent. Went in. We're like, done. And then the winter hit, and we kind of regretted what we did. Yeah. <laughs> like, me and my roommate had one little tiny space heater. We would pass back and forth between our rooms. <laughs> it was, uh, I was going to say it was a different time, but it's it's just not now. I'm still pretty, like, stingy as far as, like, <laughs> as, far as yeah. like plugging things in. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess what, what we're going to do today um, is talk about some stuff. That we've kind of been thinking about um, as people who have jobs and who are also people who um, have creative pursuits, whether that's um, writing or comedy or, you know, whatever that looks like um, and how you kind of balance that. Because I I don't know how. (laughs) Nor do I. And so I figured we could maybe like talk it out and maybe come to some solution or maybe probably just be like, it's awful trying to do all of this, but we're still going to do it. Yeah. Because, yeah, so so, so as for me, um, I work in museums and art galleries, kind of like part-time-ish, contract-based stuff. Mm-hmm. So I usually either work like very little or too much. And then um, I write, so I like have written fringe shows and I've, um, you know, primarily write stand-up comedy and do other little things. Um but I think for me, the hard time, the hard thing I find is prioritizing time out of my day to write um, or to work on something, um, because I don't feel like it's va- it's it's valid as work. And I, mean, I feel silly thinking, considering it work. Yes, because yeah. you enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And you're not immediately going to get paid for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that is a challenge, and I work full-time in the nonprofit sector. Um, I have consistent hours, benefits, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But flexibility, so I don't have to work super long hours if I choose not to, uh, which I do choose not to. (laughs) Um, And I'm sort of in pursuit of more creative outlets Mm -hmm. because I was doing a lot of uh, volunteering uh, over the last... Gosh, decade plus at this point, which mm-hmm. is actually how you and I met. Yeah, it's through volunteer activities. Many years ago. Many moons ago. <laughs> um, and I have started to not started. I have stepped back from a lot of those commitments, um, kind of in an effort to spend more time doing things for myself, which makes me feel super selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also can sort of justify it by the fact that I work in nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving back of my time through my job. Yeah. Um, so I feel a little bit better doing that. I hate the term self-care. I think it's super hokey, but yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and I have, um, I would like to be doing more writing mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I did a master's degree f- f- five years ago mm-hmm. and always had every intention of tr- um doing some rewrites on my project, which was not a thesis length project. It was only 30 pages. Um, Working on that and trying to get it 
published mm-hmm. in an academic journal of some kind, and I've barely touched the thing. Yeah. And it's, I think, the same problem that it would be sort of just a passion project. Yeah. It's not time sensitive, the subject yeah. matter of the paper. And I just can't seem to make myself set aside time mm-hmm. to do those revisions, yeah. get people to read the revisions, and then find a place to put it out into the world. Yeah. Yeah, I found the same thing. Like I <clears throat> actually, when I, I, wor- I was working in nonprofits for a long time, and I found when I was doing that, I always really wanted to work on stuff, but I never found the time to do it because mm. I was always so busy with work or kind of like because I worked a lot. I was just kind of like tired at the end of the day. So I, I find when I have like full-time employment, I don't do anything. And so I like started working less and then I started being a lot more creative and writing a lot more, but then mm-hmm. I had no money. And so it was like finding this because, you know, this might come as a surprise to people, but, you know, the the creative arts – um, the, the broader creative arts, um, specifically comedy, uh, isn't the most lucrative. It can be, you know, there people can make a go of it. Um, for the lucky few. For the lucky few, but it takes a long time to get there, and so sometimes I think it's I think it's this kind of cyclical thing where you kind of like, even when I do have like some kind of in, in a little bit of like, oh, something's going really well, mm-hmm. like you'll get like, oh, I got like six hundred bucks. For like this thing that I took, you know, half a year to write and, and whatever, and yeah, and the hourly rate is the, low. <laughs> the hourly rate is very low. Uh, I should probably call the labor board of myself, um, as, as far as as far as that goes. It's yeah, but I, I don't know. I find that I'm someone that like, I think about I think about a project. I'm like, oh, I would love to do that, and I just keep talking to myself about that project forever. I never actually do it. It's a miracle we're sitting here. Not because of you, it's but true. for me, I'm, I, I can't believe Oh, no, here. I think that it's this accountability thing that people say works. Yeah. I've done that before with folks, um, particularly during school, um, having an accountability partner, as they call it, where yeah. you might not, in this case, we're collaborating on something and that yeah. helps. Um, will prompt one another Mm -hmm. to keep it rolling. But even if you're not collaborating, you can have an accountability partner who you check in with every week. And you say, here are the things that I want to be doing Mm -hmm. in the next week to two weeks. And they do the same. And then you check in again. And because you know that you have to report back to that person, even though there's no punishment or reprimand, if you don't accomplish them, you know that that person is going to be wanting to hear from you and vice versa. Yeah, and it does, it does work for the most it, part. It re- I I find it does. I mean, at least short term. Yeah, I find I find like I have a hard time long term committing to that, but definitely yeah. short term. Like I've 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 definitely done that with friends of mine where we like have a reciprocal. Like on Sunday we send each other whatever we've written, mm. but we have to send something, mm-hmm. and so usually what that means is Saturday night we frantically <laughs> I frantically write a page of something yeah. and send it. Um, but then I have that page. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's better than you nothing. You probably wouldn't have written it otherwise. I absolutely wouldn't have written it otherwise. I could say with a lot of certainty that I wouldn't have. Um, yeah. I would have just watched another episode of The Office and, fa- and passed out mm-hmm. uh, midway through instead of, uh, <laughs> instead of writing, writing whatever. Yeah. But, I, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, I remember listening, to, and I, I know it sounds like, I was listening to Jerry Seinfeld, but I was listening to Jerry Seinfeld. He was talking, uh, he was doing an interview with someone, and he was talking about how like, he was sitting in a diner one day, and he... Um, saw some like construction guys come in and sit down and um, have their lunch and go back to work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's what I got to do. You know, he's like, just, I got to I got to treat this like a job. I have to sit down. I have to spend time actually working on stuff. Yeah. Um, because when I have spent time actually sitting down and writing it or, or like working on a project, I'm really happy with what happens usually. Mm-hmm. And then that's usually like a very last minute. Like, like my friend shows, like they're like, I think about them endlessly, but the actual sitting down and like fleshing it out yeah. happens pretty late. Um, and I, I think I just have a weird backwards method that I like, that that's just how my brain works. And I kind of create stuff that way. And yeah. I haven't had any problems so far, but I'm sure it'll happen eventually that something's not going to work out. Um, but yeah, I just have a hard time like also like telling other people if people want to like hang out or do something or, you know, especially if you're someone that works, you only have so much, mm-hmm. you know, quote, free time. Um, so I have a hard time being like, no, I'm busy. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm writing a joke about being cut off uh, by someone leaving an emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> and they're okay, well, okay, we'll just won't be friends anymore. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But I don't know. I don't have I don't have I don't have a I don't have an answer. Nor do I. I think I think it's case by case in terms of like who you are and how who I yeah. am in terms of how we manage our time. I like to schedule things. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I have something in my calendar, I'm far more likely to do it. Yeah. It it's like I can hold myself accountable by setting a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm not really good at forming habits otherwise. No. Like I've been trying for years to keep a journal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The current one that I have on the go, I'm about 12 pages into the book. Right. Started it two years ago last month. <laughs> have you ever seen those five-year journals? Yes. My grandmother used to write in those. Right. It's one of the, so she just passed away last month. Mm. So I've been thinking about her more than usual. Um, And that was one of the things about her that I did not inherit. Right. She kept a daily diary. Right. And in one of those five-year books, which in recent years have become hard to find. Because the last time she filled one, my dad was trying to find a replacement for it. Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're great because... They're small, or at least the ones that she used were quite small. They yeah. were maybe, I don't know, four by six in size, maybe even yeah. smaller. Uh, 365 pages, go yeah. figure. <laughs> uh, split up into five yeah. sections per page. So you only had about five lines mm-hmm. available to write. So most of her entries were the weather, who stopped by, you know, if somebody was born or died or whatever, mm-hmm. something happening on the property. Like nothing profound, no like self-reflective mm-hmm. goal setting or anything. It was just a, a diary. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a, a, a design, a book designed like that would help in habit forming mm-hmm. because you can see which days you've missed <laughs> and there's no yeah. pressure necessarily to write a long treatise Yeah. about the day. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can quickly do that before bed. I bought one of those maybe six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it's expired by now. I, well, it's, it is a it's expired. Um, and I also I think there's three entries <laughs> in the whole thing. 
So just, maybe they're not great for habit forming. I, I just I it's I don't think I'm a good barometer as far as like the usefulness of a particular thing. Right. Because I've I just have a hard time convincing myself to do something. It's mostly I'm just like, I don't what the hell what do I write? Who gives who gives a shit? I rode the bus to work, I sat at work, I went home. Yeah. But that's what you put. But I'm like, why would In I? Those, I, I, I just, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, because that stuff doesn't seem, it's like small talk, and I hate small talk. Yeah. So writing it down to oh. nobody, why am I going to make small <laughs> it's, talk with it's myself? Just small talking with yourself, exactly. Yeah, so I yeah. do find that when I when I crack open that diary mm-hmm. or journal, whatever you want to call it, and see that I haven't written for 14 months, <laughs> it's usually because That's I have a, a reason that I'm writing something, to, like I need to process something. Yeah. Or something big has happened, like my grandmother died, so right. I feel like I should probably make a note of this and how I felt and yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, but I'll probably, how many times I picked, I look at the book and I flip back and the entry is like, it's been about two years since I made a diary entry. I'm really going to try and make a habit of this. <laughs> <laughs> Stops after two entries yeah. every single time. I There's a note in my phone that I made when I was flying back Um from New York a month ago mm-hmm. um, that I just called Diary. And I was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I'm having a hard time remembering. Oh, I was reading um, David Sedaris's yes. Diaries. Yes. And I would love one day for someone to publish my diaries. Yeah. Of like just the benign, you know, beginnings of a superstar. Yeah. That inevitably, of course, we will become with this. And... But I I can't do it. I I made one entry. I was like, here's my here's we're gonna do this phone, dear iPhone. We're gonna do it. And I wrote one really long entry, yeah. and it was. I think I I think I overdid it because it was a really good diary entry, in my opinion. Like I I had we were just we were tired. We had just been we had a brown vacation, yep. which is like oh I was tired. I was like, I'm so, so hard. tired from vacation. But we were tired. We were coming back and. I was I hate flying and I always get out of to, to fly when I'm when I'm going, but when I'm coming back I never find it works, and so I was like feeling I was just like really anxious and I was just whatever and I was reading today David Sedaris's book and I was like writing this entry, and um, feeling generally stressed out and then the flight attendant gave me the whole can of tonic oh. water, and I was like oh. This is a sign that never happens it anymore. Never happens, and you don't get the you don't get the full you can, camp. You never. Sometimes you can ask, but can I'm a, always nervous. Maybe, but I would. I was like, "What is?" Because they'll come. I think they should give you the can because they often come around on a longer flight. Yeah. Maybe not from New York to Halifax because right. it's pretty quick. But on a long two and a half hour flight, they'll come down a second time yeah. with the drink card. Totally. So save them the trouble. Just give me the can. Just now. Give me the can. Give me two cans. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I played. I paid a lot of money for this flight. What be... does it matter to the flight attendant? Nothing. But I was so stoked. I was like, That's this is some kind exciting. of this is some kind of cosmic thing. Yeah. I need to write a diet. And I took a photo and like with the with the with the phone, with the iPhone, with a new yes. iPhone. <laughs> you can include photos in your notes. So I took a picture of the can to prove it oh. happened. And uh, did that. And then I think about a week later I was like, Oh yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> I wrote like a line, I was like, I, I don't know. Here's today, and I haven't written it since. Yeah, yeah, we're at we're at about the same spot. Yeah, with that, I did an entry last week. I went to, uh, I think, so, kind of relating back to our broader conversation about 
writing Mm -hmm. and finding time for creativity. Um, One of the reasons I think, and this is totally just an excuse, um, one of the things that kind of holds me back, at least psychologically, is that where I live in downtown Dartmouth, there are not a lot of evening options for like writing spots, like coffee shops totally. and things like that. Yeah. They typically close at five or six. Yeah. But one of the coffee shops now has extended hours right. till 7 p.m. Great. Night owls. <laughs> um, so I want to make a habit now mm-hmm. of on Friday after work. Right. Um, a lot of people leave the office around 4.30 mm-hmm. to either take a book that I'm reading mm-hmm. or my diary that I'm desperately trying to keep (laughs) or my, my little notebook where I keep my joke notes and Mm -hmm. things like that. Just do something creative, whether it's input or output, Mm -hmm. um, for two and a half hours from four 30 to seven. Is that two and a half hours? That's longer. Four thirty, five thirty, six thirty, and at point five, it's two and a half. Two and a right. half hours. You got it. You know, you know yeah. time. Because on Fridays, I don't. You often have plans. No. Yeah. Because I know that depending on the week at work, I'm usually exhausted. Mm-hmm. The introvert in me just flakes out yeah. on Friday evenings. So it's a nice way to have some like me time. Yeah. Quote unquote. Listen to some music and enjoy a London fog. <laughs> That sounds really. I mean, I'm this, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like I, there's like a real lack of a a place to like a place that's not home to work. Because yeah. like I try to set myself up at home. I try to like make myself a little office, a little desk, and mm-hmm. like all this stuff. But the truth is, I can still watch Netflix on my computer. Yeah. And so like I I just can't not. Yeah. And so, but if I'm like sitting in a coffee shop, or if I'm sitting even in here at the library or whatever. Yeah. I feel like a, a weird social anxiety that like if someone sees me on Facebook, they're like, oh, just some other just some other person sitting on Facebook, like wasting yeah, away. Stealing like, the Wi-Fi from wherever ex- we are. So I'm always like I only want to have like a Word document open on my computer. That's all I want open. Yeah. I want it. And I don't want it to be full screen. So I want people to see that there's nothing behind it. And I'm just sitting here and I oh, I'm writing. What are you writing? I'm not sure what I'm writing. <laughs> I'm working on something. Yeah. And I just yeah, I. I try to like do that where I like, you know, we'll like even just sit with someone and like write or whatever, or even mm-hmm. like just talk about Have work dates with friends. Exactly. Yeah. Because I find that account- accountability piece is essential for me being productive. And that's why like these little, the only things I've actually been doing lately are these little collaborative projects. So mm-hmm. like this collaborative, this, this podcast with you, mm-hmm. um, starting a pro- like this little video thing with Lindsay. Um, those things are actually like happening mm-hmm. mostly because the other people are like, Hey Adam, is this thing go? Are we doing this? And I'm yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I really want to do that. Right. Um, and with this too, I would probably be in the same boat, except that uh, I don't think we mentioned this in the first episode, but we are using the Halifax Central Library's right. recording studio uh, to record this, which is lovely and convenient and free. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can book the sessions up to two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of set a habit of. When we leave, we go down to the desk and we schedule our next session. Yeah. So then we're, we know we're booked in and we're committed to doing that. Yeah. And we haven't had to cancel anything. No. So far, which yeah. is good. So, Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. So the library also helps to yeah. hold us accountable. Totally. 
Well, like having those like scheduled times, mm-hmm. it really helps. And this, like you were saying earlier about like having things in your calendar. Yeah. If it's not in my phone calendar, it I don't exist. do it. it. It's not something exactly. It doesn't. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not even it's something not that I'm happen. choosing not to do. It's just it's not even an option. <laughs> like it's like it's so out of the world of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I did before it. I remember talking on a landline. I have had a paper. I have had an agenda book. I have them physically going back to the fourth grade. (laughs) I used to get them from, I think, the the book order, the scholastic book order. You could get these agendas that were designed for kids because they had lots of stickers and stuff like that. So I have been keeping my schedule since the fourth grade. Well, maybe. This would surprise nobody who knows me. But maybe this is your medium. Perhaps. Right? Maybe the agenda is your medium. Maybe one day your agendas will be published. It's possible. I do think about that because I keep a pretty meticulous schedule. Um, At least in my, now it's all in my Google calendar. Yeah. And a little, like work stuff tends to be in my Outlook calendar at the office. Mm -hmm. Just so that my life is separate from work, which is nice. Um, but I have physical schedule books up until a couple of years ago and I've started using one again more to set my tasks than my schedule for Mm -hmm. the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could, that would be interesting. Publishing an agenda. I mean, you know exactly what I did at any given time. It's sometimes I will go back and add things. I I even keep track of what I'm watching on television. There you go. In my calendar. I feel like no one's done this before. Maybe we shouldn't. It would probably be super dull. But 90% of what's published is super dull. Good point. It still gets published. Maybe we shouldn't record this. Maybe we should keep this secret. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not a terrible idea. If you're listening to this, uh, if anyone's listening to this, the publishing agendas as uh, memoir is copyrighted um, by LOL You're Gay Industries and... uh, we're coming after you. Yeah. If you try to, if you try to steal yourself. our idea. <laughs> well, I think maybe it's time for the laugh of the week. Yes. Because because this has been such a laugh riot. It's so been far. such a laugh riot so far. I think we should keep the riot rolling. Yes. Um. So for those of you who are new, and uh, presumably that's everyone, because uh, this is episode two, <laughs> laugh of the week is just something that made us laugh this week. Uh, it could be something that we wrote ourselves. It could yeah. be something we heard saw on the interwebs yeah. or just witnessed in the world because yeah. that happens too. So, um, Lisa, you care to... Sure. Mine is really short, <laughs> but it made me chuckle. I'm a big fan of... I'm a big fan of puns generally, mm-hmm. which is, you know, people will call it a simple form of comedy. Uh, there are no simple forms of comedy. I, I agree. It's a very complicated. I think that a good pun <laughs> is just the best thing in the world. There you go. I love wordplay. So I, uh, I'm also, as a result, a big fan of the puns page on Facebook. Right. Uh, I like them, as they say, in the <laughs> social media world. Uh, so I get a chuckle when their stuff comes by. This one I liked so much, I saved the image. Um <laughs> And I've been laughing about it about once a day since. <laughs> and it's just a picture of two panels, uh, old guy, white hair, white beard, looking at the camera with sort of an awkward smile. And someone has 
overlaid the speech bubbles in each one. The first one says, I farted in my wallet. <laughs> and then the second one says, now I have gas money. <laughs> and because, I mean, on a comedy level, I am still uh, most of the time about eight years old. Right. I can't resist a good fart joke. You know, I, for a long time, maybe felt prudish about my taste and but i really admire anything that makes me laugh i don't care it because that is it's a, it's it's a funny smart thing funny. even if it's totally dumb very dumb but it's it's great. not complicated no but it's it made me laugh out loud yeah. at my desk at work that's what matters and farts are funny they really no, can I don't, be no matter how you slice it <laughs> I, uh, so for me, um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts at work because I, uh, a big part of my job is cleaning glass in museums. <laughs> and so I walk around a lot with earphones on. Um, and I started listening to this one pod- podcast called Dr. Game Show. And, uh, it's primarily from this, uh, comedian, Joe Firestone. She's based out of Brooklyn and she's one of my, like, favorite comedians right now and uh she's like super hilarious and the, and the podcast is just them playing um games that listeners make up and send in <laughs> and they're often very terrible um but sometimes they're like actually maybe a fun game hmm. but because it's like her and her like comedy friends um it's like a really hilarious time and i i started listening or i started kind of like um digging deeper in her comedy when i watched uh, she had a TED Talk, um, which I'm not a TED Talk person, typically. I like to think I am, but um, I'm really not. <laughs> I don't think I, like, I've only ever watched a, a, a couple, um, and hers is one of them, and, and hers was called um, Everyone is Terrible, and it's just basically about how we're all terrible people, and she, by the end of it, she has this giant checklist, which, of course, you check check off a few of them, and it doesn't ever, it doesn't really come to some kind of, like, moral conclusion or something it's just it it just ends with everyone it was just terrible like there's no like <laughs> suggestion for like improvement it's just we are and it is how it, it's just how it is yeah um and it yeah she really she's rocking my comedy world right now cool. she's having so yeah joe firestone she's based out of brooklyn she's incredible um yeah i really would recommend checking her out She's all kinds of. She also has a. I also just mentioned that she has a, a YouTube series called Womanhood, uh, with another comedian, whose name I'm a little blanking on right now. But she's also super funny, and uh, it's just them doing these little um, couple minute videos about a whole bunch of different stuff. There's one where they go to this place and learn how to play play bridge, um, and it's <laughs> very funny. Very cool. So that's the show. That is the show. That's the, the show. I it's that's the podcast. The podcast. That's the podcast show. That's the <laughs> the thing. That is the thing. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, it's good to see you, Lisa. It's good to see you, Adam, and hear you. <laughs> and yes, yes, I guess we're mostly we're here, the lucky ones because we see each other. Everybody else is just hearing us, just hearing and imagining. If they could hear and look. see us, it would be too much. It'd be too much. We we'll give them one at a time. We'd be late night hosts. We should do a miming show. Oh, so we only do things. A thing- mime podcast? No, like a live show oh, where we, we mime, mime the show. And then we do a podcast. Yes. So they don't see us, but then the show they don't hear us. Right, because the two combined is too much. The two combined is too much. I agree. <laughs>
You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at LOLURGAYPOD. That's L-O-L-U-R-G-A-Y-P-O-D. And on Facebook.com slash LOLURGAYPOD. Thank you for listening. Now please enjoy This Week in Royalty Free Music. <laughs>